The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to today's Friday with Frank back in the house, Dr. Frank Holloman. What's up, Dr. Frank? Hey, Paul. It's good to be back. I always like being here and talking about business and marketing. Yes. So we're going to talk today about marketing. And uh, before we do, what I have in my hand here, Dr. Frank, hot off the press, and uh, our book is now on audiobook, and it's the number one uh, bestseller. That's your new book, right, Paul? Yes. And uh, my friend and producer, uh, Mr. Producer, narrated it. And this is his very first uh, narration. narration. Um, because he asked me, he's like, hey, can I narrate your book? Because he wants to try to get so other people will maybe... Um, and on Audible, we'll hire him. So he'll use my book as his like showcase. And uh, he did a phenomenal job. And uh, just a few days ago, it came, it went live on Audible and uh, number one bestseller. So oh, that's great. Now, Mr. Producer, you talk about him all the time, Paul, mm-hmm. but I don't recall ever hearing him. Is this how we can hear what he sounds like? Yeah. For three hours and two minutes, y- you can listen to him read everything. Um, you know, in the book, oh, excellent. word for word. And then he throws in a couple of little jokes here and there. So why didn't you read it in the audio? Well, what was your thinking on that? Two, twofold. I read the first two books and I think I don't read enough. I definitely don't read enough out loud. And so some of my friends were just kind of like, man, you know, why don't you have Mr. Producer read it? Cause he, he like is just eloquent at reading. Oh, gotcha. And then he asked me, he's like, Hey, would you mind if I narrate your next one? Because in audition, other authors could hire him to read their books. You know, it's, it's a, it's a win for him. And, um, he did a great job. So, and folks that will listen to it, I think we'll get a kick out of it. Cause he's, he's just an interesting fellow. Hopefully you can meet him in person here one of these days. I'd love to do that. Well, Dr. Frank, (laughs) that was a great uh, way to plug my book. Thank you. Um, Audiobook. Uh, But you guys can listen to it on Audible. And uh, I think think it's the most important book I've written so far and uh, will add a lot of value to your life. So what do you got for us today, Dr. Frank? Can we talk a little marketing? Yes, Paul. What every company needs to do Mm -hmm. is they need to communicate to their audience, to their potential market. They need to communicate the right thing to motivate their market to call up on the phone and inquire about how to get the service. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lawn care service, the um, landscaping business, uh, you need to, people won't call unless they know about you and they're not going to know about you and your company 
unless you communicate to them. Mm-hmm. And you can, can communicate poorly and they're not motivated so much, or you can communicate to them in a very powerful way that really motivates them to want what you offer. Mm. Not because you're manipulating them, but because you're being very honest and you make it so clear that if they're a good match for what you offer, they'll want you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really, it's really a good thing. Mm-hmm. We're not, nobody wants to be manipulated. But the right marketing message that communicates will help the person <clears throat> who can become a customer realize out of all their options, you're the best one because of what you said. They, they can see that there's something valuable that, that you offer that, that it resonates with what they want. Mm. And then that will motivate them because people are always looking for the right thing if they could find it. And it's hard to find the right thing, but when it's communicated right to them in a very clear and powerful way, they're thankful because they want to be connected to the right things in their life to make their life better and easier. So as, as small business owners, we have to ask ourselves how, how can we create that marketing so that the customers with their needs choose us? Right. Marketing's many things. It's like, um, it's more than just the message. We're just talking about the message today. Uh, marketing is over what channel uh, do you broadcast your message? Is it print? Is it um, radio or billboards, um, advertising in newspapers, a sign on your door of your truck? You know, uh, that's... Flyers, postcards. There's, there's many, 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 yeah, many, many. Many, many channels. But it's, it's, We're not talking about that. That's part of marketing too. We're talking about the actual message. How do you craft a good message? And uh, that's what we're going to talk about right, today. Well, t- tell us more. <laughs> okay. So, uh, first of all, if you can get out a good message, it, you'll know it because it motivates in the people who hear it or see it. Mm-hmm. It'll motivate them to take action in your direction. That's mm-hmm. how you know you got a good marketing message. Say that one more time. You, you got a good marketing message by? By when you broadcast it, it communicates effectively where it motivates them in your direction. Okay. To get in contact with you. Maybe not right away, but over sometimes uh, over time, hearing the message, they'll finally um, contact you. But the, and it's a great filter because if you're honest about who you are and your company, what it's all about, and they can then determine whether or not that's the right fit for them. If they feel it's the right fit, you've got a great filter because if it's true to who you are and your company is, then the ones who are motivated to contact you really identify with that. Mm. And it's, it's a great filter. So it filters out the ones that wouldn't resonate mm-hmm. uh, to, to what you have to say, what you have to offer, what you're about. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cause I, I think some folks are just, they, they want the cheapest price and, and they'll play, they'll pay Johnny next door to, you know, to just cut their grass and they just, they're looking for the cheapest, cheapest, cheapest. Then you got other guys out there that really are meticulous and, and take um, pride in doing an excellent job and in, in making, whether it's, it's mowing the grass to do it with excellence, or it's installing a landscape that it's done the right way. And, and there's a focus on high quality. So in the messaging of marketing, you want to communicate to the customer that we, we do it well, we do it with excellence, we do it with quality, we uh, you know, 
do great work and, and that's going to attract a different customer than the guy that wants a good deal that wants the lowest price right and w- what what you also want to communicate because probably any company would say well we do a good job mm-hmm. you want to communicate what's unique about why you do a good job mm-hmm. uh, or just why why it, it's important for you and your company to do a good job uh, people want to know your why the other thing is <clears throat> there's going to be some customers out in in anybody's market that are not sophisticated enough where they're just price shoppers only. And that's all they're ever going to be. And the only thing that matters to them is price, but uh, you can, and then there's going to be the, let me just contrast that to the value customers. There's value customers or value buyers Mm -hmm. that um, they're not looking for the cheapest price. They're looking for the best value. Mm-hmm. And that may be the most expensive service, but the quality is so high, it's, it's more than worth it. Mm-hmm. And there's, a, there's also a mentality out there at everybody's market that that's, that's worth pursuing. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> the, the trick is, is to, um, you can convert a lot of the price only shoppers into value shoppers for what you offer, often by just educating them. Usually the custo- the potential customer who's just looking at price only doesn't really have in their head much of a criteria how to evaluate one service provider versus another mm-hmm. or one product versus another. They just don't know enough. And so they default to the only thing they do know, which is uh, price comparison. Mm-hmm. But if you can educate them, a large percentage of those previously uh, price only shoppers will convert into value shoppers and say, well, Hey, I, kn- I know this is really important and that's really important. I'm not just going by price anymore now that I know more. Yeah. And, and they're thrilled if you can educate them so that they can get more value. Yeah. And I think the most uh, common thing that I'm seeing over the last several years in Atlanta market, where you know that we have these cookie cutter neighborhoods all over, you know, the County that we live in. I mean, they are everywhere. And they're, they're great opportunities because you can um, get a lot of density in, in, a, in a neighborhood. Uh, but the main thing that I see customers shopping for today, Dr. Frank, is convenience. So they'll ask, hey, can you give me a quote to, to mow? Do you also do weed control and fertilization? If they, if they can find a one-stop shop that can offer, yeah, we'll mow your, we'll mow your grass um, weekly during growing season, We'll do seven applications a year uh, so you don't have any weeds in your yard. It, it looks nice year round. And, um, you know, we also will uh, do your mulch for you. And if you'd like anything else like f- seasonal flowers or whatever, we we cover it all. We, we do it all. Um, that convenience in, in these cookie cutter neighborhoods, at least here in the Atlanta market, I mean, you, you'll run circles around the competition because um, they, they don't want to have someone cutting their grass another company um, coming out to do the fertilization and weed control, and then another company uh, coming out to do the mulch or pine straw. And they're, they're paying three different companies and no one's calling them back. If they, if they can have convenience and, and, and if you could actually follow through on that and then build that into your marketing, I, I just think that convenience is king um, in our day and age. And, and that's something that guys that are just starting out need to figure out a way how you can, um, be that convenient uh, solution to, to the inquiring customer. Yeah, I like that, Paul, because the way I would characterize that at a high level is uh, what you're saying then is if you can craft the right message, and we'll talk about that 
a little further still. But the right message that uh, gets communicated to build trust, make them sen sense that you can be relied upon, that you're there to really help, that's your real motivation, and that you're easy to do business with. That's a powerful marketing message because that's what people want because that's what brings value to their life when they're looking for any kind of product Reliability, or service. trust, easy to do business with. And, and your motivation is clearly you really want to help. Yeah. You're not just in it for the money. You, you really um, want to provide a quality service that benefits them. Well, and I think a lot of the guys, not the folks that listen to this show, I think, I think the majority of people that sought out a podcast about building a better lawn care business want to serve the customer well. Right. There, there's a, a desire. Yeah. You want to serve this person and then in return, they're so happy they're paying you. It's a, it's a win-win transaction, but there's a lot of folks out there that are just doing it for the money really? and they, they don't, they just are doing it for the money. And, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with cutting a yard because you need the money, but they don't, they don't take pride in their work. They don't, um, genuinely care about the customer. And, you know, we, we'd make jokes, Chuck in the truck, Rick's mowing it, things like that. But I think most customers want what you just said, someone who's reliable, somebody who's trustworthy. They're going to come each week. They're not going to be doing something stupid on the property, you know, smoking a cigarette, or you should have seen the guy I saw around here the other day is I, I want to take a video so bad, but each time I tried to position my camera, Frank, um, he, he would kind of notice me, but he, he had his, um, bot, you know, he had his pants are like hanging out and his boxers are just for keep falling <laughs> down. He keeps picking them up. He didn't even have a belt on. He didn't even have like khaki pants or jeans on. It was like, you know, workout shorts and they kept falling down. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so, this is so embarrassing that this is what, what, what part of our industry is like, but customers don't want that. They, they, they want someone that's trustworthy, reliable, and, and can do good work. Right. And uh, to get to that point about uh, presenting, um, really, your marketing message is any contact with the customer, whether it's informal or formal. It doesn't matter whether it's in print, it's in an advertising, or it's just a communication on the phone because they're calling to inquire. Anytime you or any of your employees communicate uh, to your market, that's a marketing message, whether they're an existing customer or a potential customer. And it's not necessarily communicating just verbally. It could be just being seen. That's a marketing message too. And you gave a great example of a poor marketing message just by sight. Right. But what you're saying, and I, I think, I don't want to put a percentage on it, but most people in our industry don't get it. Because when I start talking about marketing on a coaching call, or I'm, I'm talking to somebody, oh, well, I don't do any marketing. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? You don't need Because they're just thinking, well, I don't spend money on Facebook ads. On advertising. Yeah. They're not spending money on advertising. But marketing is broader the, than yeah, advertising. Yeah. The, the guy I saw with his boxers, literally, I mean, flashing out, you know what I mean? Yeah. The marketing message I thought, and I already, I've already seen enough red flags with this company that it, it makes me so mad. I actually went up to the foreman one day and, um, I, I pulled over, I get out and, uh, I was like, Hey man. Have you heard the exciting news? Caleb and Brittany have started construction on what will be the hardscape Academy's official headquarters for in-person training. 
This summer, you'll be able to go to their 8,400-square-foot facility in beautiful Fairfield County, Ohio, and get the hands-on training you and your crew need to improve your skill set and earn more money. If you can't attend in person, they will always have their online training resources for paper installation, retaining walls, fire pits, and step installation, along with one-on-one coaching calls. All of this can be found at thehardscapeacademy.com. If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, thehardscapeacademy.com is for you. And that link is in today's show notes. Hey, landscaper, do you work hard all year for freedom but still feel as though your money controls you? Unfortunately, because you can't give bookkeeping your full energy or focus, it just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. Because your business demands your time elsewhere, you need a personalized bookkeeping solution dedicated to your industry. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, now known as the Landscaping Bookkeeper, is dedicated to giving your time and peace of mind back through our monthly bookkeeping service. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your grain so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. Hey guys, TJ here with Greenview Services and the Florida Panhandle. I recently went through John Pajak's Budgets, Break-Evens, and Bottom Lines workshop. I highly encourage anyone looking to break down the numbers in your business, check it out. Just head over to thegreenindustrypodcast.com. I wish I would have had this resource five years ago when I began business. I truly believe it can help anyone. The guy I saw with his boxers, literally, I mean, flashing out, you know what I mean? Yeah. The marketing message I saw, and I already, I've already seen enough red flags with this company that it, it makes me so mad. I actually went up to the foreman one day and, um, I, I pulled over, I get out and, uh, I was like, Hey man. And, and I was, I, I was, I was trying to explain to him who I was. I was, I was like, Hey, I have a podcast to help lawn care landscape professionals take their business to the next level. And, um, it's free to listen to. And, and this guy wanted nothing to do with me. He just, you know, he thought he was a know-it-all or whatever. I'm, I'm looking at his, his raggedy operation. And I'm just like, dude, like you're going to go out of business soon. Like, this is not how you do business. And, and anyway, he wanted nothing to do with me. Um, so, so I tried to help or whatever. And it, it fell on. Well, he, he wasn't ready for that, <clears throat> but that's right. That, but his marketing message, just from someone that's observe, you know, observing his company. I mean, there's no way I would ever, if I had somebody come mow, you know, my aunt's lawn or, you know, family members lawn that was in the area, there's no way I'd recommend his company. I'd say, you know, avoid this company. And just, he, and he was communicating without saying a word. Yeah, they, they they got black mouths sticking out of their mouth. They got their boxers showing. They don't. They do. I mean, they do horrible work. It's not even their blowers are are not even commercial top of the line blower. I mean, I don't care if you're going to use a steel or echo, but you know, use the best one that's out there. You know, and I know. But anyway, it's I just, got and you. I know, I know, I know, I know that they underpriced the job that they bid on because um, I've asked around and I was, I was like, they're 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 doing it for way too cheap and they. But they're, yeah, they're sending marketing messages. And they, they'll appeal to the price only shopper. And that's what it is. Cause the, the commercial property they take care of, the people that own that are in Chicago. They don't, they don't see, see it. it. They don't care. They got the cheapest bid and they got apparently not enough people complaining 
Um, I mean, they put Bermuda, tur- they put Bermuda sod back by the woods where there's no chance it's going to survive. And I watched them put it in. I'm like, who in the world would put Bermuda grass there? It's not going to get a Bermuda needs like seven or eight hours of sunlight a day. And it's getting like two. And then it looked good the first year. Now it's all dying out and they're going to people in Chicago are eventually going to have to probably replace it. Um, but they just shop for price. Yeah. Yes. And if you can appeal to the value shopper, that's often a more profitable customer. And so, uh, so there's, there's a value in that as well. So, um, one of the best things, Paul, I've ever heard about crafting the right message, uh, like in your advertising mm-hmm. or in what you say on the phone to a potential prospect mm-hmm. or, um, to an existing customer who might be a referral source. One of the best things you can do so that you do foster trust, uh, a sense that you can be relied upon um, clearly identifying uh, what's motivating you to assist and that you're easy to do business with is to really craft a message or communicate that you uh, are generally expressing what's already going on inside the contact's head. Mm-hmm. If you can tap into what they're thinking, that's the most powerful message of all. And the reason why is because it's the most relevant. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you talked about that. You talked about um, one of the things that you discovered was the most relevant thing in the neighborhood you worked in, which were really uh, high value um, shoppers for service, was one-stop shopping and convenience that's what was going on inside their head. And, and you tapped and, up in, yeah, you tapped and, into Well, that. it took me years to figure this out, but they want competency. Yeah. They, they don't want Chuck in the truck. They, they want someone who knows what they're doing. Cause in, in that world, and that's, that's above the cookie cutter Atlanta neighborhood. I'm talking, talking about that's the elite Atlanta neighborhoods where they show off. It's a competition who, yeah. who, who can have a nicer yard, who, who right. can have, it, it's, it's a, it's a game that landscapers can benefit, but they want someone who's competent that, that, that knows what they're doing. And they want the one, they want the convenience. They want the one-stop shop. They want the reliability. Um, they want the trust they, they want everything that you named. And what you're saying is if you can understand that's what they want, then you can reverse engineer that and craft the marketing message that, hey, this, this is who we are. Exactly. Because different neighborhoods, uh, they all have lawns and they all need care of their lawns. But uh, there may be nuanced differences between uh, the, the thinking in different socioeconomic um, strata and different neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And whatever's going on in their head, that's what you need to be communicating that you do. Mm-hmm. And then you will be viewed as relevant, not just uh, a Me Too company, but a relevant company that's exactly what they've been looking for. And they're so glad you communicated in a way so that they could identify you. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a relevancy because you've tapped into what they're thinking. And if you can communicate that very accurately, you'll hit them on an emotional level. And all sales are emotion driven. What do you mean by that? All sales are emotion. I've heard that a lot, but what, what, what exactly does that mean? What that means is they actually did research studies, Paul, mm-hmm. where um, they looked at what is really involved in somebody's head to make a decision to buy, to choose your lawn care service over somebody else. 
or any product or any service. And what they found was that it wasn't, it was, it was not the logic of the decision that was the main driver to decision to buy. <laughs> it was the emotion involved in, in the decision. And so um, they actually mapped this on the brain, the frontal cortex. That's the front of your for the back of your forehead and the front of your brain. Yeah. That's where the logic center is. And then uh, the emotional center of your brain is further back in inside deep within the brain. They call that often the reptile brain. It's the, the brain that reacts, the part of the brain that just reacts to stimuli. And what they found is that nobody bought unless they had an emotion that says, I want to buy, I want to buy now, I want to buy that. And even the most logical person, we've all met people like that, you know, oh, I don't buy like that. I, I think things through on everything. I'm a deep thinker. Even that person will buy on emotion and they don't realize it. They just go to, through more logic to justify the emotion to wow. want to buy that they had in the first place. Yeah. They just don't realize that. You know, I was listening to Dr. Um, uh, Daniel Lappin, or not Dr. Rabbi. Yeah. Daniel Lappin. You've, you've heard of him? I've heard of him. Author of um, Thou Shall Prosper. Yeah. And uh, he was sharing a story that this lady will go and buy gas uh, because it's cheaper, but it's way on the other side of town. He was trying to logically explain to her. He's like, well, listen, the <laughs> time that it took, you know, this was in, in, in Metro New York City area. Right. You know? I don't know all the... Forgive me, my friends up there. They got, you know, Brooklyn, Manhattan. I'll stay. I don't know. It was one of those, though. So, it's, yeah. you know, getting around probably worse than here in Atlanta, even. And he was trying to explain to her the, the time it takes you 25 minutes to drive over the other end of the town. And then the gas you wasted driving there and back. And the time, too. And time, the time. Time's money. But, but that, what I think... I was connecting as you're sharing this, the emotion, oh, it's, you know, it's 297 over there versus, versus 315 over here, whatever. The emotion got her to, oh, I'm going to go over, I'm going to, I'm going to go over there, even though it logically doesn't even make sense. Yeah. And see, that's the thing is you'll invoke that emotion in a potential customer. If you can communicate about what you offer in a way that's in very, very relevant to them, which means what they were already thinking, what they really want. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. And if you, if you can be relevant to them, they'll say, oh, great. I finally found a lawn care service that, that has the idea in their head like I've got the idea in my head. Mm. And, and that will spark emotion and motivation for them to talk further, learn more, and most likely contract with your service. Yeah. It's it, all emo, all sales are emotion driven at the most primitive level and you can spark emotion uh by just being very very relevant because everybody wants to communicate with others that they feel understood from. Mm -hmm. So if what's if you communicate what's important for your company and it matches what's important to them you 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 make a connection there. Mm. And it'll be an emotional connection and move it closer towards a sale. That's, that's a really good marketing message. That's why um, I put it in the terms of the most effective marketing message 
genuinely expresses the conversation already going on inside the head of those that you come in contact with. Mm. That's a really valuable lesson. Yeah. So, so what we need to do is analyze our customer, study our customer and, and really what's really inside of their head. Yeah. And I know you did that too. Cause when you were working in that elite neighborhood and then um, after a while you got to know what the group think was. And then when they introduced you to their friends on a possible referral, you knew, oh boy, I better say this and that and the other and not this other stuff well, I used another, to say. Another Isn't thing, that right, Paul? Yeah, no, another thing I'd add to that, I, and this was actually feedback that Coach Smith gave me. He was the defensive coordinator for the Falcons at the time. Now he's um, with the Indianapolis Colts. He just yeah. got signed there as the linebacker coach. But he said, he told me early on, he says, listen, I, I know a lot of our coaching staff and players live in this neighborhood. So how would you like it if I got you, you know, you name drop? I, I was following football, so I know, you know, well, that's the captain of the team. Well, that's the other coach that the Cleveland Browns, um, they were going to hire this one coach and they ended up hiring another coach, which in hindsight, they, they messed that one up. <laughs> but the, the coach they were going to hire, Jerome Henderson, he was the final candidate for the Browns job back in the day. The Falcons ended up hiring him. So, so Coach Smith is like, hey, how would you like to do Jerome Henderson's yard? I was like, oh, that'd be awesome. He's like, well, here's what you got to do. He's like, I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to give him your number. When he texts you, he's like, you got to be Johnny on the spot, Paul. I want you over there. I want you over there in two minutes. And he was serious. He's like, as soon as he texts you, I want you knocking on his door within a few minutes. Cause I'm in the neighborhood all day long. He's like, you understand? Cause what, what was important to him is he was just showing off. Coach Henderson came in and he was actually with the Dallas Cowboys and then he, um, Falcons hired him. So now Coach Smith is kind of getting him in the neighborhood, getting him set up. You know, here's where you do your dry cleaning. Here's where you get your hair cut. Oh, Paul, take care of your yard. And and he knew all the other places, you know, go get a great haircut if he goes to this place, you know. They put the hot towel on you, massage your head a little bit, you know. <laughs> but But what his point was, he wanted me to make him look good. So he he kind of conditioned me to, he's like, you got to be Johnny on the spot. So, and literally... I get a text. Hey, this is Jerome Henderson. I live at blah, 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 blah. Um, can you stop by and, and, and give me a quote? And I, I, I think I was in the middle of a, I remember actually the house I was at. I just left. I drove over there. Uh, you know, I shake his hand real hard. You know, get, <laughs> you know, he's a big old, he played in NFL for, for years. Yeah. A strong, big, big guy, big guy strong guy. And I gave him a big old handshake and I was like, absolutely. And I was like, here's the price and, 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 and gave him the delivery and everything. But then I got feedback from coach Smith and he's like, Hey, thanks. You know, thanks for taking care of Jerome. And, and he's like, I get, just get ready. You know, and he, he started sending me this person, that person. And, but in their world, I'm adding to my list now being Johnny on the spot or, okay. or being responsive, very responsive. Yeah. Because how many times have, if you're listening to this and you've been in the green industry for any amount of time, oh, I called so-and-so and no one returned my call. I called this company and no one returned my call. And that's why, not to get off topic with um, crafting your marketing message, but I think so many folks are stretched so thin. If you can really dial it in that, hey, I only work in this neighborhood, then then you can be Johnny on the spot because you can vet with so many different ways. So folks that are outside of your service area, you're not wasting your time and you, and you, you are following up with those who are in, in your target area, target market. But you were relevant though. And cause you were following exactly what they were <laughs> looking for. 
And that's not as important in other neighborhoods, I would imagine, some of those attributes. Wouldn't that be correct? Right. But you can make a ton of money in the in Atlanta cookie cutter, $400,000 homes where the houses are stacked on top of each other. You can make a, a lot of money in that neighborhood or, or even more than the, the yards I'm talking about where they got the million dollar, $2 million homes, $3 million. Some of these houses in there are like remarkable, you know, but- you don't have to go for those neighborhoods, but you have to understand there are some differences between a $400,000 house. They just want their grass cut and, you know, this, that, and other. Then you start getting into some of the other neighborhoods and it's, it's a little bit different of a ball game. Um, with, you know, they, they want a professional, like you, you got, you got to know, um, if you're, if you're out walking and, and the lady says, what do you think about that Oak tree or whatever? You don't even know the names of the trees and the plants and stuff like that. You're, you're not going to last long. Um, at that kind of neighborhood, cause you got, you got to know, you know, that's Japanese maple, you know, you just, you just gotta, you gotta be a little bit more. I, I wouldn't suggest starting in, in those neighborhoods. I would, I would start in the cookie cutter Atlanta neighborhoods and work your way up. That's what you did too. Right, Paul? Well, or you went no, straight to the I, top. I, I, you you I went straight to the top. I, 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 I went straight to the top on accident, but I didn't last. I, I, what happened was there was, um, some customers in that neighborhood that were from a certain um, country and, and they, you know, they're all friends and they, they figure it out quickly. Paul's, Paul's Chuck in the truck, Paul's Rick's mom. And, but their, their culture is like, you know, they're looking for a good deal. Right. And so they, once they got me, man, I'm sitting out there blowing leaves for three hours for 40 bucks. You know what I mean? And oh, we'll give you a tip. You know, give me five buck extra, you know, thank you. You know, I'm going to call my cousin. And the, the guy, they, they had me running around the place. So I was, I was a little, um, you know, just slave basically working for nothing. Yeah. But those weren't, those weren't the customers I wanted, but as I was in there, I started noticing the, the real big companies and the, you know, the, the, the best company in Atlanta coming and going and working, man, that yard looks so nice or whatever. And, uh, you know, I started thinking, man, I want, I want to do yards like that one day or customers like that. And so eventually I lost all those customers. I, I, I knocked the lady's mailbox over. That didn't help. Um, <laughs> this one lady had a idol looking thing. I don't know what it was, a statue. Yeah. It came over from, from one of these middle Eastern countries. Yeah. And so when it came over in the, um, when it came over in the sh in the airplane, its it head got like decapitated. Yeah, it, <laughs> cut, it didn't get cut off, but it fell off. So it's like you have to put the piece back together. You got to glue it back. Yeah. So while I'm gluing the mailbox back together, we had my my buddy Joe was helping me. He's a handyman, and he had this. I forget the name of it, but we're like, now don't you know this will get your finger stuck for this forever. I have to, fire department will have to come cut it off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't touch this stuff. This stuff's really strong yeah. and powerful. He's like, don't you worry. This mailbox ain't never going to fall over again. All right. <laughs> so while we're fixing it, she's like, she's like, Hey Paul, that glue strong. Huh? I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. She's like, well, she's telling me about this statue thing. And, and she, you walk in like a, I don't know, $2 million crazy looking house, right? Yeah. You walk in and just really, really nice house, but she had this gigantic statue looking thing and you know, whatever. I didn't, I'm a Christian man. So I was like, this thing don't look good. You know, so this is some kind of, I don't know what it was. And so she's like, you know, will you, will you put the head back on, you know, it's okay. Sure. So Joe, you know, he's a character. He was a Navy SEAL and he's just a, he's a tough guy. So he comes in and uh, he puts it on and everything and he comes out and he's like, yeah, well, that thing will never 
come off. Like that thing's on for good. And this lady, you can hear her about 20 minutes later. She, she comes out screaming and yelling. He put the head on backwards. <laughs> and mean, it was stuck it was forever. Like, this was like her God or idol. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was yeah, it was stuck for sure. Stuck. <laughs> and so I lost all of her cousins and friends and all. They, they all kind of, oh man, she, she, you put the head on backwards. And, and we're like, oh, it's, that's the way it's going to be. You know, put like a cape on it or whatever. Turn it around. And, oh man, there was no forgiveness or grace. So then, you know, word spread fast and, and because they had like seven or eight of their, they were all cousins and, and I mean, they were all related somehow. I worked together and, and they all fired me. Um, <laughs> and you got a better set of customers after uh, that. Eventually, eventually. So that's a whole nother story for an, a whole nother day. Um, I was at the right place at the right time. Yeah, but um, uh, I guess one thing I could pick out, <laughs> that's, a great, <laughs> that's a great story, Paul. Uh, the thing I would pick out of what you were saying is you did get in good with those people initially <laughs> because they were uh, really looking for price more than anything else. And uh, you were able to be relevant to that. Yeah, I was, I was, that's I, what they were thinking. I was cleaning their gutters. I did everything. And I did it for real cheap. And, yeah. and, and, and even putting the head back on the stack. I mean, I... I was a yes man. Like, you know, they just, you know, paid me really low amount of money and I would do whatever they want. Cause I didn't know my worth. I didn't know marketing. I, I was literally, I was in year. I mean, I was just starting yeah, you out were brand new, brand, brand new. And if you had presented them with the, the kind of message and image that worked in the high end neighborhoods, that wouldn't have flown with them either. No, they were cheap. They, they, they were. That's not what they wanted. That's not they, what they, they were thinking the in their head. Yeah, they wanted the lowest price, and, 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 and that was it. Yeah, and, and and in a way, I don't. I don't want to make these people sound too bad, but in a way, they wanted to control me. Whereas when you're running the other companies, yeah, that uh, you know run legitimately. They they run the show. They they they're cut. They have the systems and the and professional. Yeah, they're professional and they they have their systems and process and they're going to do things professionally, but their way. And they, they wanted someone like me who's, who's a rookie year one that would just, they would just boss around and I would do whatever they want. And, <laughs> and it was, it was a rough start. I don't think I'm ever going to forget that story about the head going oh, backwards. backwards. Yeah. And Joe, man, you got to understand Joe. He's, he's like, you know, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. You know what I was afraid oh. you were going to say is that, uh, he, he put it on there with, said, you see this stuff? It's really good. Touch it and see. Oh, no, and then their, she got, their stuck. hand got stuck <laughs> to the statue. No, it's the head. I mean, this thing was, I don't know what this thing was. It was like a 15 foot statue or just it, whatever it was, it was expensive, but the, the head was on backwards. Yeah, that's great. Well, anyway, I think we got the point across. So, um, here's how I would conclude all of this. Okay. Um, every, every contact with your business really will communicate something and it should uh, communicate the notion that you understand their individual concerns and desires better than anybody, mm -hmm. even better th than their competition because you've tapped into what they're thinking in the first place. And when you communicate that effectively, they feel understood and that invokes emotion mm -hmm. because of the relevancy and you'll build trust and be viewed as relevant. And that in turn will foster the emotions that are necessary to create referrals and sales mm -hmm. th through the, the buying process. When your marketing message, no matter what form it takes, whether it's formal or informal, 
uh, conveys that you're both relevant and unique in some meaningful way, the awareness of your business and what it has to offer will rise above all the other marketing noise that they're hearing and, and it'll single you out. Mm. And so that, that's really, that's really the message here. Well, I really appreciate you uh, sharing these nuggets, Dr. Frank, and hopefully we'll just keep these rolling on Friday. I know you brought over your notes of, uh, you, you got these from literally five or six years worth of, of writing marketing newsletters. And for those who don't know, Dr. Frank's built a, uh, a very successful multi-million dollar business with very high profit margins and marketing was one of your key foundations of, of how you had such success. And I know that was in another industry. It wasn't lawn care landscape related. But business is business. These principles absolutely carry over. And so off air, you know, I've learned a lot about marketing um, from you. And then when we did our um, marketing essentials e-training, um, where you, you know, drove the content, I learned a ton from you. And, um, you know, we're going to have you on, on Friday sharing about marketing. But if you guys want to kind of take the A to Z um, course where Dr. Frank does actual nine modules explaining the, I think it was nine modules. I, I lost I count, think it was. Yeah, we did it together. It was conversational. Yeah. And they were 30 minutes each because um, my video camera after 29 minutes and 59 seconds would it go out. So oh, yeah, I'd always give you a two minute warning, man. But um, if you guys want to really just do a deep dive for hours and hours uh, studying marketing, then uh, visit at greenindustrypodcast.com and uh, click on the Marketing Essentials e-training there. Uh, you'll get nine videos uh, that will download you instantly and you can just go through them with your, your notepad. And uh, I definitely wish I would have taken that when I was starting out in business because it just it just blew my mind of, of how much really goes into a marketing plan. And if you do it effectively, how much it will transform your business. Right. And the way I would characterize that, Paul, it just gets you thinking the right way. It, it's not um, telling you exactly how to think. It's telling you the right way to think. And then you tailor it for your market, your personality, the way your business is run. It gives you the right framework mm-hmm. of which to build a very solid uh, marketing so that you can get and keep customers. That's the name of the game. And Mr. Producer, if you would, my friend, uh, please put that in today's show notes, uh, the marketing essentials, e-training with Dr. Frank Holloman and myself. Well, until next Friday, Dr. Frank, thanks for, um, you know, inspiring me as always and, and, and making us better business folk. Yeah, you bet, Paul. See ya. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.